Hello, hello, hello. We back. Hello. Back. Oh, this is Lisa Ian and Andre, and we're talking about Say I Do. You know, I was uh, taking a break from watching Hamilton 17 times. <laughs> and I'm also kind of, I'm in a locked-in kind of situation because I broke my shoulder uh, a month ago. And so I was looking for something to sit there and so I could play Fallout and just not really focus on, like, one of those shows that you just put on. And so I always go to, like, the a, a high-caliber reality show, if that makes any sense. I find something that, like, most beautiful houses on the coast of Ireland or whatever – and uh, and watch those because you don't have to really focus. You look over a kitchen and go, ooh, ah, oh, woodwork. And I just thought I'll throw on this Say I Do because it was trending. And I saw what looked like three very gay people in it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And I didn't realize just how hooked I was going to get into it. And I was just like, Arr. And Ian is going in and out doing his thing. And we ended up sort of like sitting and really like focusing on the episodes after a minute. Uh, and what got me specifically were the three hosts, Jeremiah, uh, Ty, and Gabrielle. Is he Gabrielle or Gabriel? I don't know what he calls himself. With Gabriel. His a- Gabriel. Yeah. With his accent. But I was just really totally into these guys and what they do because they're really good at what they do. They're at the high end of their game. Um, and then kind of the the couples, I felt varying kind of ways. How did you – I mean, I made you both watch it. What was your first – experience or feeling of it when you started getting into it i was like as soon as the first episode started i'm just like oh my god this shit is gonna make me cry (laughs) yeah it's true yeah i was like god damn it and i'm Um, alone at home in the lockdown forever by by the time they got to the the gay episode i turned to Lindsay and i was like this tv show has got me feeling extremely lonely (laughs) oh i felt so bad when you said that you texted that and i was like but also, I loved it. Um, <laughs> I, I have to preface by saying I, I didn't watch the full second episode. I kind of just walked away from it because I was just, like, not interested. Um, especially after so, the first episode with Marcus and Tiffany. I was just like, that is just so pure and wholesome. I don't know how you can top that. Right. Um, but I don't know. I, lo- I love the hosts. I, I just love... They have a very similar sort of rapport with each other the same way the Fab Five do, yeah. which I quite enjoyed. And I know there's some crossover with like production. I think David Collins is also involved with this. Um, but I, I loved... I just loved the host. It just struck me in the very beginning because they just kind of like threw them in there without like any sort of introduction. So I was just like, oh, are these the guys that are... Oh, okay, got it. Got it, got it right. Got it. You're just supposed to get yeah. on board. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get on board immediately. Um, but I mean, personal note, I love me a wedding. I love wedding shows and I've been to plenty of weddings as a guest and a, a, a musician who's played Pocketball's Canon a thousand times. Um, <laughs> I've been in two of them personally. <laughs> <laughs> after a while, you just sort of feel like you've seen everything. Yeah. Um, but this show was just like, you know, I have mixed feelings on like themed weddings. I think, so, I think the carnival theme in the second episode was just like, Okay, I think that's why I walked away from it because I was just like, I don't know if I can vibe with that. Did you go the whites? Um, the, the whites. And then like again. the gay episode came on. They were like, we're going to do a Christmas. Was that? I think that was the Christmas theme. I was just yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I never. But it made it look so good. They yeah, it look so I, good. I would trust these guys to do a, a, a Christmas wedding. I've been to some really tacky ass. The, the, I wish I could just go back in the past. I probably should. This is the show I would produce if I was still producing. I would produce mm-hmm. like the tackiest fucking weddings I was made to be a part of and that I went to. Guess what the theme in the Deep South would always be for some <laughs> Barbie doll's wedding? Just guess. Just take a guess. 
Um, it's 80s. An 80s theme? Yeah. Went to tons of weddings in the 80s. What do you, what do you think our theme would be? What was the, what, what, what did all these young girls want their theme to be? In the 80s? Deep Girl, South. Gone with the motherfucking oh. wind. <laughs> Girl. Well, that, car- no. that carried that long. Let me tell you, this girl was named Tara. She was my college uh, friend. Now, Tara, right? What's Plantation up, Tara? <laughs> named Tara from Gone with the Wind. So her whole motherfucking theme, right? And she had gotten really, she was kind of homely and had a home perm. And then one night, me and my queer friends, we, we did a makeover on the girl. And, like, I dyed her hair. It was, like, platinum. And we got that perm up out of her hair. And then the, all my queer friends, like she had a face that was beat to death. It was beautiful. And then that's, that's the person she became. She morphed into the this elegant swan, and then that then that's who she was with us for life. Now, tragically, she's still hanging on to that. You need to stop it, girl. We the same age. Stop it. Anyway, so I was made to wear. I was a maid of honor. I was made to wear a, a, a dress. All of us were making that was made out of upholstery fabric, because it was the vine and the roses that they wanted to reflect of the plantation. Mm-hmm. And she, we had black people coming to the wedding. I said, you know black people are coming to this wedding because the, the, the dresses weren't offensive, but there was other things of the decorations because it was pickaninnies and the, the flowers thing, and yeah. shit. And I was like, I didn't see that until we were about to come down the aisle. And if I had seen that, I would have bounced out the wedding. And then she tried to stick a big bow in our hair, and then it was all it was just dripping. And all me and the, the black people at the wedding did. <laughs> My queer friends was get in really deep trouble. I think sitting the, at the, the reception thing, and making fun of the whole thing. So. I think the thing is, straight people do that and think like this has never been done before. The, uh, exactly. I am gonna say something. I'm gonna yes. make a statement. Yes. Look at us. I've been to all. I've been to Halloween themed. I've been to Christmas themed. There was a weird like farm theme at some point, like a little house on the prairie vibe. I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna pay for this and I'm just gonna move on you know what's funny is every time i did a gig they would always tell me that i could stay for the reception and that i never did no why <laughs> why i was like girl no i know i know it's like free food but like i'm out i'm out give <laughs> me my 200 dollars and i'm i'm good to go leave me in peace <laughs> also, me... i don't know anyone here right what am i like, gonna do <laughs> like, you didn't, why would you didn't I get say... any of the food or anything you didn't get a like a, a little to go sometimes i would get like a little plate but Some most grub. of the time if i was getting real <laughs> weird vibes i just bounce <laughs> as soon as possible is i <laughs> got a lot of stories how many ways um, have we been sitting there you're going this is not gonna last what is happening why are they even here i've been oh to so many God. ways like that going you have no idea were the guys being like a rude fucking misogynist dick in the middle of his own ceremony or the girl is like drunk or high or both of them are drunk or high i used to officiate weddings i've officiated eight big weddings like 250 oh, really? 500 member weddings and i officiated one in wisconsin long story short <laughs> i was officiating a wedding this is <laughs> A week after um, 9-11, a week before 9-11, and it was a, it was a mixed, it was a white, bunch of white people and, and Egyptians, and the Egyptians don't drink, mm-hmm. and, and the white people were alcoholics, <laughs> <laughs> and an imam came to do his part of the ceremony and wouldn't touch me or be near me, and everything had to be halal and, and this whole nine, and he basically said I was unclean. I was like... Okay, cool. I'm not offended. <laughs> um, Valid. I, I feel, Thank you. I feel you know what you mean. You know, I, uh, 
you know, I'm not going to be hooking up with no Egyptian man anytime soon. Look at me now. 2020. Rami Malek. <laughs> Word. And uh, <laughs> I'm not hooking up with him. I'm just saying, you know, we've come a long right. way since this time. Right. And I just remember sitting here like they were arguing and drunk in the middle of the wedding that I was officiating. And I was like, this ain't going to last. Why am I blessing this? And the imam was cutting me eyes like, girl, why are we here? All of a sudden, I wasn't the unclean one. He was just looking at me like, okay. And sure enough, you know, two children later, it didn't, it didn't work out. Anyway. Normally, when, when I get red flags, it's never really the bride. I mean, the bride, you know, she's there. The dress is beautiful, whatever. Right, right. But, like, sometimes I, I remember one time, I don't know why, but you know how normally the groom is, like, already there? As the bride, right. he like comes from the back. He doesn't really go down the aisle. There was one wedding where I was playing with a string quartet. We were playing Pokeballs Cannon, God. <laughs> and the groom, for some reason, was walking down the aisle. And I was just like, and I got so distracted <laughs> because I was just like, this guy was wearing jeans. He was wearing a oh. pair of Levi's. And he was wearing this <laughs> blazer that did not fit the color scheme. He had dark, dark black, like, rings around his eyes. Like, just, like, bags, just, like, to the gods. I'm just like, this is why straight people should not have their bachelor parties the night before. Right? Do that shit a week before, man. He was wearing this giant cowboy hat. And so I'm just playing, and I'm just like, I need to to focus. I'm going to fucking lose my shit right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, the bride comes down and she's beautiful, like face beat to the gods. And like, I'm just like, you're marrying this dude. <laughs> like, I've seen a lot of the I'm like, straight people need to get their shit. Together. There's a lot of straight women that saying, will marry I have an my old wedding, oily dishcloth. And you're just when like, I have going, my girl, wedding, do better. Girl, when I have my wedding, I'm going to blow the straights away. Are you? There's going to be drama. There's going to be theater. There's going to be choreography. There's going to be a turntable. I'm going to be wearing a crown, a cape, a everything. <laughs> They're going to go to that wedding and be like, I have yet. never seen this before. I'm going to make the straight people uncomfortable. You really are going to go there. I appreciate I think you would. I think you will make the straights uncomfortable and make yeah. uh, the rest of us There's going to be lighting design. There's going to be set design. Pyrotechnics. Yeah. Like, bitch, as soon as, like, you may kiss the groom, like, pyrotechnics. Just like, and then, like, doves in the background. Like, they're not ready. They're not going to be ready. Because I feel like <laughs> I feel like you're going to get that that money. It's gonna, the 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 system's going to open back up. You're going to get that Broadway money, and there's going to be like this is going to be you know the whole um, celebratory month that leads up to the wedding is going to be all at Fire Island or some shit. Sure. And then then it's going <laughs> to no. I'm not going to have a destination wedding. I'm not going to ask people to do that. You're not going to do that. This extravaganza no. is going to be wherever you're living in L.A. Wherever, wherever I am. Sure. And I'm going to have uh, Jonathan Van Ness officiating. Okay. Uh, I'm going to book him for that. This is really Still deciding expensive. on the musical guest. Maybe, the think, first, maybe thinking of Lizzo. You know? This is like a $25 million wedding. This is going to be great. Right, I'm right. And this, this is wedding. the thing is, it's also going to be, because it's it's on Portuguese, um, and apparently this is not a thing for most American weddings, but we have our ceremony like around 11 o'clock noon, and then the reception is literally the rest of the day and just like straight into the deep night. I'm into that. And people are going home at 4 a.m. I'm into that. I think that's yeah. what it should be because the it ceremony. Be. It's a party. The, cer- the we, we, you know, didn't do a big wedding. I've done two like this. I, the first one I eloped, the second one, I might as well call that that. But when Ian and I got married, we just wanted to do it on Halloween so we could remember it. 
because I didn't want to try to keep up with some random date. And I right. love Halloween. And we were like, Halloween, fine, fuck it. And it was 2013. So like 13, 31, all of that stuff is easy to remember. I was like, okay, I can remember this one for a long time. And we just dressed up as pirates because it's Halloween and pirate wear is easier to find. We were going to do like Game of Thrones. That. Well, that's very, that's Time a lot of, and then we're going to do this and do that. And we figured like the most easy thing for people to kind of throw together to come to the wedding and be a part of. It wasn't required. It was like encouraged if you wanted to do it. I didn't give a shit if people came in the street clothes. And we went down to literally Pirate's Cove in um, Malibu. Malibu. It's called Pirate's Cove and got married. And literally, it took us longer to walk to the beach than to get married. And then the rest of the day, we partied. And then that weekend, we had just a big party because that's what it's about. If you're dragging people to a wedding... Uh, and also make it worth their while a 45 minute hour long wedding with an altar call. That's what I was used to in the South. Like, Oh no, 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 no. Altar calls like at three weddings. Three hour Catholic mass. That's what I did. Yeah. 15, 20 minutes tops. That yeah. ceremony is not going to take a, as much time as, as people think. I went to a Catholic I mean, what is there to talk about? You're going to welcome like, the guests. Yeah. You say the vows. Right. You say the I do's and then you're done out of there yeah. in 20 minutes. You know? I love that. Was it the first couple that jumped the broom? Let's get back to the weird are talking about weddings. <laughs> Say I do. This is about <laughs> a show we watched. So, uh, yeah. so who jumped the broom? Which it couple was, was that? That was the first was episode. The first, yeah. I loved it. I was yeah. like, jumping was the broom. Like, Hell that? yes. And no, it's just, I did not know that was a thing. I love it. It's like the, the Jews have the stomping of the thing. The rednecks have I fucked your cousin. And then <laughs> black people have jumping the broom. So, um, and I just loved that. I loved that that was in there. I was like, yes, I love these cultural moments. Hello. So, yeah, I loved that. And I loved her dress. I love the black. Yes. I love that the first dress that Ty, we see him design for the show, is a black dress with that purple train representing her father, who was represented mm-hmm. by a death, uh, a black rose because he had just passed. And then she lost her sister eight weeks uh, later. That that was her heart. That was her soul. And she was represented by purple. And I was just like, I was like you. I'm like, I'm going to lose hydration just from the first half of this episode. Yeah. So at first I was like a black dress. I mean, I've seen it before, but like with the context of her, her father and her sister passing away. And I think even Jeremiah and Gabrielle were like, how do you, how do you think she's going to feel about that? Ty's like, she's going to love it. Don't worry. I got it. I, I, and after that, I trusted every decision he made. I was like, Oh, this is who you are. You are stellar. Mm, Um, and I loved, I, I just, I feel like he's my favorite. I love Ty. I want to see Ty and Jonathan. And Bobby. Yeah. I need a crossover. I need yeah. a crossover. Can you bad. Imagine? Bad style. It would be great. It like would be they awesome. do like some big where it ends with a wedding and then these three come in as like the twist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. My that would be God. awesome. I would see. Well, I think, you know, Netflix has probably already hooked this up. You know, they're like, I yeah, think, we got yeah. some COVID going on. But until then, you know. Mm-hmm. I loved yeah. seeing black love celebrated uh, on this show. I loved seeing queer love being celebrated mm-hmm. and they weren't perfect um, porcelain queers that were regular walking around queer people with real yes. ass fucking people problems, yeah. you know, cancer and being beat to shit financially because you're having, you know, you can't, you can't be sick in this country. It costs you a lot of money. Uh, to be sick in this country. They and point that out a lot, yeah. Yeah, and I just, I love that, that finances were stressed and people are like, I don't have, this is the last thing you need. You know, even for us, we, I just didn't want to, like, you look at wedding venues, by the way, when you get, mar- you're, when you get married out here, by the time you get married. 
Uh, yeah. Let me just all go ahead and warn you about the venue prices because I would uh-huh. like I would get a uh, if I was calling about a film because used to be a location scout. If I was calling about a film and I wanted to say use Union Station for a film, I found that it was cheaper to say you're using it for a film than booking a wedding there because the wedding price would just go through the roof. They would just shoot that right. up, and I was like, right. "What the fuck?" So that's what I'm saying. I feel like the ceremony should just be in someone's backyard, and then we have an actual place for the reception because that's agreed. where the where all of it's going to happen. That's what I would say. And I also, my, um, the summer after my freshman year of college, I did a whole summer where I was working for a wedding company, um, like delivering um, chairs, essentially. Mm-hmm. Paid really good money. But they would always tell us how much the venue cost for the couple. I don't know why they told us that, but it was always something that that we knew. And like when we got there, we were like, Oh shit! This is a really nice. It's a really nice venue. But we had to like cart. We had to like take all of those chairs off of the big old U-Haul, and they're like, we're they're stacked by ten, and they're like at least twenty pounds. And you're just like, it was a grueling job, but it paid a lot. And you're in um, show blacks, right? You're you're wearing all blacks. Oh no, no, we're not there for the actual. You're just loading we get there, in and letting out. We get oh, there like oh, in the morning, got it, and got then it. when the the everything's done, we go there late at night and take everything back. But it's always fun when we went and packed up everything because. Anyone who was there left were just like the really, really drunk stragglers that did not want to go home. And they would always be like, you need some help? I'll help you. I, no, you know, I, I, I bench for that. press a lot. I can help you. <laughs> I was just like, no, I'm good. Like, we can't ask people to help. And, you know, I was, I was also really afraid. I mean, like, you have to, like, walk onto the truck up the ramp into the U-Haul with 20 pounds of chairs. Right. And I'm just like, that is just a recipe for disaster. Right. Nobody gets that. Like, All right. Stomp. And he just like, he just like <laughs> saunters away. He's like tripping over himself. <laughs> just like, that would have been a really bad liability. Yeah. I love this story. How many weddings do you think that you've gone to? I'm asking both of you this question. As a guest, like oh. two, two or three. I've been to a shit. But as a, as a wedding musician, like <clears throat> maybe like it's probably like 15 to 25 that you've played oh. a lot. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Ian? How many weddings have you been to growing up in the church? It's just a shitload. And then family, yeah. you know, just a ton of them. I was trying to count. I think I've gone to nearly, it was like 103 weddings. Um, wow. just that I could remember. And <laughs> then I started counting fist fights at the weddings. Again, grew up in the redneck <laughs> South, man, white people love to drink. And then they like to talk about their sexual conquest. This is the married couple. Um, actually at their reception. And you're like, what's happening? And then like there a lot of times when I was in the early days when I was going to weddings in the, in the 70s that I remember. I, I probably went to weddings in the 60s when I was a baby or with some shit. But like in the 70s, like the, the whole thing was like get drunk, get in fights, um, flipping tables. Uh, putting cigarettes out on people, like crazy shit, like crazy over-the-top shit. And I thought, you know, this was normal. And I remember going to a really fancy wedding when I was about 15, and it was a Catholic wedding. And, and first of all, I'm like, how often are we going to stand and kneel? Oh, man. I this went is to crazy. And there was a guy swinging a thing. Yeah. It was a whole it was a whole deal. And then afterwards, it was like in this really nice hall. And I just I remember leaning over to someone and sincerely not trying to be funny. Um, going, okay, do y'all fight? And they're like, I'm sorry, what? Do y'all, when are y'all? You're y'all, like checking your watch. Y'all like, all drinking some wine. Like everybody's drinking. When's a, yeah, and it never happened. And I was like, I came back from the wedding and I told my mom, I'm like, nobody fought. 
She goes, well, yeah. that's because we go to a bunch of uh, weddings with barbarians. And I had to look up the word barbarian. I didn't know my mother knew it. She goes, we're all savages. Those are nice people. They live in a nice part of town. They don't do that over there. And I'm like, do you know what the biggest scam is, though? I remember what? when I was younger, we would go to church and then we would get hoodwinked into thinking it was a mass, but it was a wedding. So you had a full congregation at your wedding the and betrayal. you would not know until you walked in and they gave you the little program and it had the two people's names on it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What kind of weird power trip is this? With somebody pregnant? What's ha- I don't know. What's I was like, what's happening? <laughs> like I came here to pray. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. And a wedding broke that out. So weird. So but then here I am in my wedding, like they're going to call my name and I'm going to come out and be like, like, <laughs> just like full like choreo like dance number like it's the oscars or something like <laughs> i'm gonna play the audio of this recording at your reception <laughs> i go did it was it <laughs> did I he put do it out all now that? i gotta do it yeah yeah i will be standing on the courthouse you'll be madly in love you'll be standing on the courthouse here in beverly hills and i'll be like what happened to this <laughs> wedding <laughs> wow imagine and they'll be like yeah honey what yeah. happened to this wedding where's the fucking doves at where's lizzo like <laughs> where's lizzo, where's at? lizzo? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be funny this time capsule is gonna be funny as shit <laughs> um cool so back to the show <laughs> Um, and, and I love the older couple. I don't know their names. You can tell me what their names were. I love the older couple. Um, Maddie and Melvin. Maddie and Melvin. Yeah. Although I have to say, Melvin seems like a good dude. And I'm rooting for him. And he's taking her around. And I'm like, okay, y'all going to get in that RV. And three states later, Melvin, <laughs> the door's going to fly open to the RV. And Maddie going to kick Melvin ass out the house. You can just see, like, sometimes... Melvin, and he said he was in the military for all those years, and he's used to being told. And I heard every word she was saying. She goes, I need you to be in charge. I need you to step up. Mm-hmm. You know, I need you to pull up sometimes. And so I'm just saying what I want to see is that series of Maddie and Melvin on the road with her going. Maddie what? and Melvin coming to CBS. Exactly. Maddie and Melvin mic'd up. Eminem on the road and just see what's mm-hmm. happening. I want to see like how many times Melvin got thrown out that fucking RV <laughs> because Maybe Maddie. Different now to do where are they now? I felt very protective of Maddie. She had been through some shit mm, when she tells yeah. the story of like being 15 and getting pregnant. And the guy was 39 and she was like, now I know what a predator is. Cause it took me being in my thirties to go, what? This is mm-hmm. wrong. So I really resonated with, with Maddie quite a bit. And, and found their story. And, and also, Michelle Obama's stylist. I'm like, what? And she yeah. looked amazing. Like, they all, they all looked amazing. I think every one of these gowns was just gagging me. But I have to say, Maddie's dress, that orange on that white. And then her, her, her blonde bob, like, slicked down. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. She I love that they divine. were custom made. Custom. I love that Ty designed it and made it himself. Yeah, like With I think his that hands. adds a because yeah. I don't think it would would have been interesting to like I mean like say yes to the dress it. Yeah, you know, and just have, have take Ty and have him go to the the wedding and like 
be like, oh, we're paying for everything. Yeah. You know, like, it was really awesome to see that he custom made, especially with um, Nico and Amber, the painting and the capes. Yes. And everything. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Well, that's that's the thing that this show sort of does is that what well, very well is that each one of these hosts have a very tangible talent, skill. Mm. Yeah. Know? And, like, everything yeah. that uh, Jeremiah does his, his layouts of, of the wedding is just oh man I was so I was so shook I think it was Bruce and Essie's wedding the the twenties theme uh the flapper theme yeah. at first I was like oh no Great yeah. Gatsby I've been there done that but he did, and I was just like oh my god when like they the did chandeliers. the the aerial view of it and just the the way yes. the tables were going yes I was they like, were That's all art. beautiful yeah. because yeah. a lot of people try to do Gatsby and it looks like like a shitty prom you know yeah. or they do yeah. Christmas and it's like just a shitty christmas banquet banquet but like these i just get like flashes of like neon red and green i'm just like oh no <laughs> these queens yeah. like take it to the upper level and then can we talk about um gabrielle's talents mm. i don't want to throw any shade in anthony yeah but <laughs> but <laughs> this is what a chef does girl <laughs> I know you hot, Anthony. I love you. You will always be my whore. But um, <laughs> I'm watching this man in this Hi, kitchen How are you? going, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. just the skill. Just the skill set. Just the beauty. And then the, he would take soul food and do, do the healthy twists and right. and make it, make right. it flavorful and gorgeous. And I love that all three of my queens here just were not afraid to cry. They were crying along with us. And yeah. th that's cool that they're there at the wedding. They're not, they, didn't, they don't go to the, 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 plat or the little apartment or whatever it is. I don't mind the Fat it. Five watching it from afar, but I also love this I like well. that they're there. Okay. They're experiencing yeah. it. You know, the difference. It yeah. just makes it like. It just makes it more community for me. Yeah, I think they you know? took they took very cognizant steps to make it not like Queer Eye, and I think if they did, like go back to a loft and like watch it on a big TV, it would have been too similar. Right. I love the fact yeah. that they were there and dressed up and like introducing the 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 people as they come down for the reception. I loved that, yeah. and I love that they I did of the audience were, they, too. Yeah, I also love that they had actual personal connections and conversations with these yes. people. Mm -hmm. Yes. I yeah, it really it was like. It was a lot, especially when Gabrielle was talking about being diagnosed with HIV. Yeah. I think that was a really, really awesome and important conversation. To that have. was the first episode, too. It was the first episode. So I was shook. I was just like, wow, like it's a lot more than just like giving these people their dream weddings, which can like be very shallow if you don't do it right. And I think that's why but, I don't like, watch those shows. There's purpose yeah. behind everything. Yeah. yeah. I don't watch Say Yes to the Dress or that kind of stuff because it feels like, okay, well, the production just stuffed some money into it and here we are. And I don't, it feels very hollow. This was a very lived in and felt connection that I appreciated. So yeah, same. Right. Yeah. And not that I'm really into weddings. Like, I don't love me a wedding like you do. I'm like, I've always, um, the last wedding I participated in, I was, I was a groomsman and not feeling really good about myself, didn't have my positivity up and was just in a weird place in my life and ended up like looking really bad and feeling really bad and was made to feel bad about the way I looked in the wedding um, mm. through passive aggression. And it made me like, just go, well, fuck weddings. Next wedding I'm invited to, I'm going to be like, I'm sh I'm going to be respectful and dress okay, but I'm going to be myself. And if I'm asked to be in a wedding, I'm going to like, I need to know, like, I don't want to pull focus from your wedding, but I need to feel comfortable. And I was not made to feel yeah. comfortable or a part of any of this. Uh, and it left me feeling very weird, you know. 
and, and that's a whole other episode. But yeah, like I just have an aversion to them. But from this experience, I felt very, I walked away from it going, there's some beautiful things that happened here that if we ever do rededication vows or whatever, I know what I would do. I'd have my cousin come down and officiate. We'd do it in the backyard. And I would do my own spray. I would do my own floral spray and I know what I would do I want to design that myself and have us celebrate our anniversary that way and invite people that we actually have real connections to be at our wedding last time we had a bunch of friends come by and there were people who they really weren't right turns out friends they were just people we knew and I'd want to have like I'd have them be a meaningful thing like maybe you're in town and my cousin's here and my friend friends would come and be a part of this moment and then like take the Portuguese way and the rest of the the day would be eating and getting, you know, wasted and dancing and having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same, like totally. I don't, I don't, I mean like if I'm paying for every single table and every single plate, everyone that's going to be there has to have some connection. Right. Right. Like I'm not just going to invite everyone on my Facebook page. Like, those you weddings know, often weddings, feel very hollow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and, and doing the chair delivery and like getting the order and being like 400 chairs. Why? How many people do you know that? I mean, like you're paying for all of that too. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess that's 400 people giving you stuff from your registry if they bother to look at it. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I never understood that. I never understood that. I like it. I've been to a lot of clout weddings. Uh, a lot of weddings where people just were showing off. Oh, you, clout? clout weddings oh, yeah, yeah where it's yeah. just like and then you look at their registration list and you're like fuck off what yeah. um we went to a, one of one of those two and i was just sitting there going how are you having a personal experience with these people it just felt very narcissistic to me mm-hmm. to each his own i mean also some people come from huge rambling crazy families and you need 400 people you're still cutting sure. off like another 600 people i'm like yeah. But, you know, it's your wedding. It's your dime. I, it's not for me. I think, you know, I know what yeah. I'm going to do when we do our vow renewals. I just want to do it. I think it'd be fun to have people. Because those people weren't there at my wedding. My cousin wasn't there. I didn't know you. Um, now we have people in our life where I'm like, I really, I felt like Ian and I had our, our special moment that day. We had our connection. Mm-hmm. And we, we also just live in our connection and we live in our lives like that. But I would like to celebrate that day with people that we respect and love and who know us no yeah Um, yeah and i think and that's i think that's why i love this show a lot is because every single component of the wedding has some sort of personal meaning or connection to the people getting married you know it was like it was it wasn't yeah right it wasn't just about finding the most beautiful venue because it's beautiful it's because they it meant something to that person or they've always wanted to have that venue they just didn't have the money for it and every single design that jeremiah did in some way, either very, very closely related to the person like Jason and Jonathan and the Christmas theme, or just something very beautiful and very simple that that mirrored the people that were getting married. So I think I, I think it, I yeah. loved that it wasn't shallow and sort of surface level sort of, you know, sparkles. You know, and, it was like very, yeah. very personal and like very substantive. They And they went into the the stories of these of the uh, of the people of the um, mm-hmm. people getting married. I mean, they, they talked about some pretty uncomfortable things. They did. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Okay. When when that, um that, that uh, Joe and Carrie, oh, that was the, the 20 scene, not Bruce and Nessie, but Joe and Carrie, when they were having that conversation with their dad, I was just like, wait, did we change the the show? Is this the same, <laughs> is this the same show? Because the brother was like, you spent it on fucking liquor. I'm just like, 
what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I have, I have, I kind of have secondhand embarrassment with that stuff because I'm just like, I feel weird watching like familial confrontations that I don't really know a whole lot about. <laughs> well, I was relating to that all day long because, you know, that would have been my dad. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Mm. But what, what you really want to say for the guy is like, you don't remember it because you were drunk. You know? You don't. And he's probably sitting there yeah. going, "It's first time I've ever heard." It. Like, well, how long have you been sober, bro? <laughs> like, well, also it's parents probably, have, yeah, yeah. Parents have that cognitive dissonance where they're just like they just forget about the stuff that they yeah. didn't amount to. They also don't want you calling and, them out on a national TV uh, show that everybody's going to be seeing yeah. too. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Talking about wasn't that bad? Yeah. What do you mean we lived in a van? Yeah. Well, wasn't it wasn't a van? It was, you know. And then also just parents in general who were like, being parent is is hard, and I want you to pat me on the back and it's like what i always want to remind parents is kids didn't ask to be born mm. and you need to you need to realize that as soon as you get birth to them children that you know they're supposed to be grateful to be your kids that mm -hmm. that street goes both ways you know kids didn't ask to be put in this world and you're responsible for them so you got to take that on the chin sometimes as a parent and be like fuck but then yeah. also i'm not a parent i should probably shut my mouth I don't think parentless people should probably weigh in on this topic, so I stand corrected. But I just know that my alcoholic dad used to sit around after he got sober and go, that didn't happen that way. I'm like, how the fuck would you know you were drunk? I was sober and a child. I was 16, very much aware of what was going on that day, and you were drunk as hell, so you did pull your penis out at the birthday party. I did not. Yes, you did. We have Polaroids. <laughs> that's not my penis <laughs> it's literally attached to your body that's been photoshopped it's a polaroid you know <laughs> this kind of shit <laughs> i don't imagine him being on netflix and being very comfortable with it you know so <laughs> yeah i think the guy did well, probably pretty well <laughs> <laughs> but that's what but that's what also works about the show is that similar to queer eye it's it also is fixing not fixing but it's it's helping people with their personal issues and their what they feel like are shortcomings. I think the two things that two instances that really stood out was Essie being diagnosed with the dyslexia and re, and being told that she's not stupid. Yeah, and like because I mean like you know I sort of relate to that because I mean I've said it on the podcast before, but you know I was put in ESL classes for a long time because I wasn't born in America, and it, it was always like I'd have to leave in the middle of a class. And people would say stuff like very similar, like, oh, he's going to retarded class or he's he's, he's going to yeah, that sort of stuff. That. So that I kind of sucks. related to that. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I, I totally feel where you're coming from. Right. So I really I really enjoyed that, that they did give her access to a cognitive therapist because, I mean, they can't they said themselves like they lost their house because of the medical bills with yeah. Bruce. Yeah. I'm just like, you know. And and especially those kind of tests, like if you want to get tested for ADHD, you better have five hundred dollars on hand. You know, it's very very similar to stuff like that. So it was that really hit me. Um, and also, of course, like Skyler and Randy at the very end. Yeah, it was just like it was just like one thing after the other. I would love to go. I mean, like when when you know we can finally go back out to bars. I would love to go to something like that, like an open mic and hear people's stories. I would love to go to something like that. I would love to do that too. And I was just telling Ian like the only bar that I have a desire to go to on the other end of this is I want to go. I never really went to queer bars here in LA. Like I, there's one over here, a famous one over here in uh, in Venice. And I'm like, Venice, Roosterfish. Yeah. Roosterfish. I'd like when we're, when we're, I want to, why do I go to these old straight white bars? So I'm like, I don't know what, what that is. 
so yeah, there's if I'm going to be going to a bar in the future, it's going to be uh, a queer friendly bar. Yeah, so. I would love that. But I mean, you you kind of already said it, but with Jason and Jonathan and Skylar and Randy, it really got me in my feels because I I've, I guess I've been conditioned because I knew there were like gay episodes coming, but in my mind's eye, I was expecting I was just going to be some you know, tan muscular models. Cause I mean, that's all I see, but it's just like two regular guys. And I just loved that. Yeah. It just really got me in my feels. Cause like, I felt, I mean, like, I'm not going to say I felt like represented or seen, but I kind of did, you know, cause like we don't really get, you know, th- those, that kind of the regular queers, the regular queers, the who eat carbs, you know, <laughs> who have yeah, eating carbs, who, have, who not have going re- to the gym yeah. eight times a day, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, people who do that, but yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, it just got me, just got me in my feels. I'm so bad. I feel so bad, though. It made you feel lonely. I don't want you to feel lonely. <laughs> I mean, like, it's fine. It was, I guess it was good lonely. Yeah. I lived, I lived vicariously through the, through those people. I feel you. It did give me whiplash with Jason and Jonathan's episode because they were talking about their couple, their, their relationship. And they're just like, and then I had cancer. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like it hits you out of nowhere. You're just yeah. like, oh. And they always like, when they were explaining that, I'm like, oh my God, please tell me he's in remission. Like, I can, I could not handle it if, like, if they were like, we're getting married because I have know, four uh, months to live. I, I have four months to live. I could not handle that. I was like, oh my God, please yeah. don't go down that road. <laughs> I well, could not handle it. I like where we ended. It was, it was a bittersweet moment of hearing, you know, Ty got up to, to share. Uh, and Ty is, mm. is his parents, his, is he, is he Vietnamese? Yes. His Vietnamese, very conservative parents. He's the only child. They are not down, you know, in that culture. He's expected to have a wife and to have children, and this is their only child. And this is not even just a Vietnamese cultural thing. There's plenty of parents out there who are like, you're not going to have kids. Um, I'm sure my in-laws feel that way. Like, you're not going to have children, you know? You know? Um, Ian being an only child and the whole thing. But just a cultural thing of him saying, I'm going to wait. I've been with my partner for 13 years, and we're going to wait until they accept it. And I, I, that was a stance he's taking, and I really, truly respected it. But him s- saying that up I there. I respect it because I cannot do that. Right, and I was just I like, think I would be spiteful. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, you don't accept it. You're not coming to the wedding. I don't care. Yeah. And now, but I, I understand. That's also a relationship. You know, That's also person to person. But I was like, wow, that's big for him yeah. to say. I don't mm-hmm. – but I was, I was a mess when he was – making that commitment and sharing his story. I was a, just a pool. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Then I wanted to know what his partner thought, you know. You're putting off this day. How does the partner feel mm-hmm. about that? So yeah. complicated. It wasn't like this just we yeah. we'd made beautiful weddings and we skated away. It was like so layered and so complicated and gave us all a lot to think about. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch season two of this. Oh, don't, d- yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that that episode in particular was special because it did it did talk about um Skylar's um was it Skylar? I can't I can't remember what who's is who. But the 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 guy that had like that really internalized homophobia yeah. talking about how like, you know, I I don't want loud feminine colors and I don't want to act gay. I just want to be normal and like that's just very it's a very common thing. I I myself had have had to work through. I think a lot of people have to work through that because I mean, like that's what happens when you're when you're taught that for all your life, and then you have to come to terms with it and be like, I'm gonna be me, 
you know, I'm not I'm not Randy the gay guy. I'm just Randy. Right. You know, um, and I think what I think it was that episode, too, that Ty said that um, he he couldn't tell his grandma because his parents didn't want to make her upset and that his grandma died not knowing who he was. I'm like, I, that's exactly what's happening with me. I was told the same thing by my parents. Like, you know, we accept you, but we can't tell your grandma because she's yeah. going to freak out. Yeah. And so I'm probably in that position of my grandma can pass away in a, in a couple of years and not really know who I am. Does she? Like, you really. think she has some idea, though? I mean, maybe. When she saw your blonde hair and she crossed herself. <laughs> maybe. Like, I, I know, like, anytime I wear something with, like, a floral print, she'd be like, Like, like she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what, what is that on your shirt? And I, I just kind of learned to brush it off. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'd, I'd I'll ever like be able to sit down and be like, I don't know how I, I would even explain. Sure. Being bisexual to her. I think she just has to figure out. But I, I feel like she does have some inkling because like, I mean, like this past summer, I had a, I had this pride flag hanging in my room, not thinking that she knew what it was. But then I remember walking past the TV she was watching and the Portuguese news was doing some coverage on on pride in Portugal and the pride flag was there. So I was just like, I wonder if she'll make the connection or if it's just like sort of, you know, intentionally ignoring it or something. I don't know. She knows. So maybe. maybe it's just but. a phase. How do you say just a phase in Portuguese? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no, no, I know a very remedial Portuguese, but. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like if she's alive for my wedding, I guess she's. I'm just going to have to deal with it, I guess. (laughs) Well, I mean, it could go either. Here's the thing, too, also, just even within our own community. You can be pan, bisexual, whatever, and you can be married to a man, but I identify as queer, and people are like, how's that work? You know, you're not dating women now. No, it's how I I identify. You know. I, yeah, I've oh, I've had so many conversations, especially with my parents, because they don't they don't really. I mean, they didn't they understand it now, but they didn't get it at first. Yeah, because I told them I probably see myself marrying a man. Right, and they're just like, well, how can you say you're bisexual then? I'm just like, because I'm still attracted to women, even though I might not marry one. Sure, you know, you know, and that causes that that own that its own internal strife of just like, well, maybe I am actually gay, and I'm just like, well, no, you're still attracted to women. Don't have to date them. In order to be by, you know. Yeah, and again, there's a self-labeling and whatever, blah blah blah. Like I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think it's kind of what's happened to me too. Is like I want to say this before we we bounce out of here, but like I, what's happened to me is I've started embracing my outside is starting to look more reflect my inside. There for the longest time, there's pressure, especially growing growing up in the South, to be pretty and to have long hair and to wear dresses and to wear shoes and to, you know, wear heels and all this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And then I got kind of got a pass with some of the dress wearers because my arches fell. Couldn't wear high heels anymore. And it was part of a dress code that at CNN, you know, you had to wear some type of heel. And if you wore a pantsuit, it had to be a high-end pantsuit. There was a dress code. And I was just like, this dress code is pretty fucking phobic <laughs> and i started when yeah. i went over to cartoon network where they were just like fuck it let's just be whatever i remember walking in there and going that was the beginning kind of the queer journey of like i'm going to start dressing the way i am and i was dating a man at the time too it was my who would become my husband and he was like starting to look pretty dikey and i was like because i am kind of dikey <laughs> and he was like what <laughs> i don't remember him kind of being like 
what's happening? And I'm with someone now who, like, doesn't give a shit. If I was wearing, like, full drag every day, it would be like, that's a pretty color on you. <laughs> he does not care. <laughs> and then I started, like, really going, I, this is what I feel most comfortable being is more a, what would you call that, masculine kind of veneer. Sure. It yeah. just more suits um, who I am, who I've settled into being in these years. That could change, too. I mean... It evolves as time goes. I may be like super feminine at some point, but this point, this is kind of where I, I feel very comfortable being. So, sure. yeah, we're all on some kind of crazy spectrum and roller coaster ride. I feel like. So yeah, but let's say but I I'm do. Look, I'm looking forward to more seasons of this. I do too. I want to see it. I would. I'll come back for it. Yeah. We were I hope they continue to be to push even more diverse couples. I would like to see some you know? ace couples. Yeah. I would like to see some ace representation mm-hmm. and pan and bi. That would be fun to see yeah. how that would go down. Or even just like maybe some Hispanic couples. Yeah. Some Asian couples. Like, yeah. you know, run the full gamut. Let's just do it all. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. We're going to get on out of here. Um, you guys take care of yourself. Hope you're treating yourself well in these crazy times. Being good to yourself. Those things kind of matter. If you need a moment, take that moment. Totally. Maybe that moment needs to be a day or a week. If you can, whatever you're into, whatever's going on with you, take that time. Take that time for yourself. However you take that time. Go take a bath, take a walk, get in the corner. If, you can't, if you've can't. got a packed house, take a moment for yourself. Uh, and if that means us being in your ears, um, thank you for spending that time with us. And we do love and care about you. Okay? Yep, totally. All right, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>